Back for another edition of Six Rings and Football Things, and we are hitting our regular season stride, heading into week two, Patriots host Dolphins, Sunday night football, Gillette Stadium, and we will preview in part that game with our buddy from WEEI.com, Mike Cadlick. Michael, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. So that means you're back. I'm back. back. This must be Cadlick's crucial <laughs> clashes. clashes. I'm going to get it down. So Cadillac's you you wrote it clashes. You wrote it out on our Slack channel earlier, and it was just Cadillac's clashes. And I think that made a little bit more sense. Take out the crucial. Uh, okay, maybe it rolls we'll, off the tongue yeah. a little bit. We're we're, we're a work in it. progress. Much yeah. like the Patriots' offensive line, we're far <laughs> yeah. from perfect, and we're a work in progress. Far, right? far, far from perfect. Figuring it out on the fly. Six rings and football things is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Before we jump into your clashes, I do have to get your reaction. I know you did a. Uh, solo emergency podcast on the six rings podcast feed but um what is worse than worst case scenario because i think everybody thought the opener against the eagles when you find out that you have no cole strange no mike on wenu and you have calvin anderson starting his first game after being on um nfi all summer like maybe that was the worst case scenario a week later trent brown has a concussion city so coming off his first start has yeah. a concussion. You still have Strange and Onwenu dealing with their things. Um, David Andrews is banged up. He's limited in practice. Suddenly, the only guy you have is Calvin Anderson, the guy right. who, what, two weeks ago was talking to you guys sort of ominously about how serious his NFI issue was. And like at some point, he'll talk about what, what right. the hell is going on out there, as Vince Lombardi would say. It's crazy. And you're right, because Sunday, when the inactives come out, the press box is like, Oh my God, what is going to happen? Like, no, no, both starting guards. You're putting two rookies into the spotlight. And on the whole, they actually were fine. Like, the yep. entire line on Sunday was fine. Mack only got sacked twice. Uh, they, they schemed it up so that the ball was coming out of his hands quick. And even when he did have to drop back, they held up against one of the best pass rushers in football. We talked about it on this show last week how, how big of a, a matchup that was going to be with that front. And we were including Strange and Onwenu in the, in the picture. <laughs> Idiots. So like, yeah. And so they don't play the rookies perform well. And it's like, all right, you might have something here. There's some promise. And then yesterday, um, Brown and so go out with the concussions. And, uh, I talked about it on the emergency pod yesterday, but last season, seven players, seven Patriots players, uh, entered concussion protocol at some point during the season. None of the seven played the following week. So that is not good for oh. Trent Brown and city. So, um, that's a so, Cadillac's nugget. I know there's yeah, a so, but that's a I, I believe nugget. I would like to I would like to credit I believe Mark Daniels from Mass Live who originally had that on Twitter. Screw Mark but, Daniels. Yeah, but nugget. yeah, we'll we'll roll with it. So that's Cadillac's nugget on Cadillac's crucial clashes via uh, Mark Daniels. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, credit Mass Live, but yeah, so it, it's not looking good for the offensive line yet again, and it's only week two. So I have these. I, I generally. When we think we know, we learn we don't know kind of theories that we go through. Like opening day, we thought we knew, oh, you'll have Strange and Onwenu, but they'll probably have to rotate. And then, boom, you don't have right. Strange and Onwenu. You have So and Mafi. Um, so this week, I think everybody's like, oh, we're porked. No Strange, no Onwenu. Now, so I wonder if this week we get Strange and Onwenu and right. they get out there at least rotationally. And then the flip side of that is, Everybody thought you were absolutely porked on opening day against the Eagles because of the line. You weren't. They were competitive. They were right. probably good enough to win. Um, and now I feel like everybody's like, well, they were fine on opening day. They'll figure it out. They'll be fine this week. And I feel like we could be in for an absolute jailbreak poop show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's uh, 
it, it's not good. And again, it's it's week two, so it's not like you're dealing with this like makeshift offensive line towards the end of the season and just getting yourself through the regular season. Like this is setting up to be the entire year, and oh, yeah. it the offensive line is one of those things where you need consistency and you need five guys running their process and understanding checks and calls and who's doing what double teams and sync, like all that stuff that you practice in, in practice every single day. Um, it's just as much a, a relationship thing as it is like skills on the field. So the fact that you're going to probably put out another all different five this week and then another different five the next week, like it's, it's, it's no good. And we should just mention quickly before we move on to Cadillac's crucial clashes that um, we need some audio the, on that. Some we sort do. Of we like need like a sound or, or whatever yeah. they call it. Yeah. Um, we should mention that uh, Tyrone Wheatley Jr. and Vidarian Lowe probably in the mix this week yeah. for some playing time. Another week where you'll have maybe multiple guys making their Patriots debut. Um, yep. In Wheatley's case, I believe NFL regular season debut, like So and Moffy did last week. Um, so the names, the one, <laughs> I'm trying to be silver lining, Andy. The one silver yeah. lining I pull is what we've talked about. It's been an issue all spring, all summer, house of cards, and they have yeah. had to kind of scramble and give other guys reps and move guys around a little bit and, and do different things. And maybe there's some benefit of that, that they don't, if they were a five guy unit that had practiced all spring and summer together and then it fell apart, maybe that would be right. worse than the fact that they're a unit that has been scrambling from yeah, they're day used one to it at training this point, camp. maybe that's, that's Look trying at that. to put a positive spin on it. I'm not sure I really what have been selling done to you. What just trying to be do done to you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Okay, so let's get into it. It is available on weei.com. If people like to read these things a little bit more in depth with quotes and written analysis, Cadillac's crucial clashes week two, Miami Dolphins, Gillette Stadium Sunday uh, night. I'm Where starting start? with Mac Jones versus Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio. Ooh, the old quarterback yeah, versus yeah. coordinator. So Fangio's thing on defense is this um, like too high safety shell that – basically can spin into just about every, anything post-snap. They move the guys around. Um, sometimes it ends up being man. Sometimes it ends up being zone. You got blitzes, uh, you know, fake blitzes, guys, you know, selling it and then dropping back and dropping into different types of coverage. So they spin the dial like crazy on defense. He did it in Chicago. He did it in Denver. Um, he's really done it all over the place, wherever he's been. And um, this is funny. This this 65-year-old defensive coordinator who was a trash can of a head coach in Denver uh, is a heck of a guy who can who can call a defense. And um, that really puts pressure on the quarterback to understand and watch film and figure out, you know, what these guys are doing pre-snap and what these guys are doing post-snap to find the answers to the test. So that's that's sort of where what Fangio's like uh, like mojo is as a coordinator. And Fangio's a guy that, even in Denver, as you said, not a good exactly. head coach, but the defense was good. Remember they were remember right. they were always in games, close games, tight, and then it would fall apart at the end. 100%. He would make a weird decision, clock management, field goals, all kinds of things. Um, Belichick said he's one of the best defensive yep. coordinators in the game. Mac raved about him and this defense in general, talking about how you know, from one week to the next, everybody was talking about the Eagles, but Dolphins are just as good. Now, I will say Dolphins gave up 230-something right. yards rushing on the ground, 5.9 yards per carry. Um, but I want to piggyback off this matchup. Max certainly a huge part of it. And the offensive line we just talked about, 
giving Mac the time or the the um, comfort to make mental decisions and not just be thinking, oh, crap, right. I'm porked, jailbreak, I got to get out of here kind of stuff. But also the idea that you have this Billy O'Brien-Vic Fangio matchup with two guys that I yes. think are very well respected but are in new places with new personnel, and you're probably in that feeling out process of what the Patriots' offense is going to be, what the Dolphins' defense is going to be under Fangio. You're kind of blending history and their track records. So I think that's a a byproduct or a or an additional matchup right. here is Fangio O'Brien. Because I thought, on the whole, I would say Billy O'Brien had a nice yeah. opening week. I thought they did some really good things. I know there was some some hiccups. Now he didn't throw the interception. He didn't fumble the ball. Some of the early issues weren't really on his scheme necessarily. Um, But I think that that with the O'Brien scheme on Sunday, like there, and there were times and I wrote about it post game and it was sort of one of my positives was how they continue to rotate personnel. And you saw like every tight end and every back and every receiver within the first drive. But there were times where that kind of bit them in the, bit them in the ass too, because like, they were running and they would get they would have momentum and then they would take a guy who just had three catches on a drive out of the game because they're they're fixated on this you know rotation and it kind of it kind of screwed them a few times right yeah and um so so i just do i think that's an interesting matchup the fangio defense i also think we're in the midst of overreaction yep. period in the nfl my guess is the Patriots running game, not as right. bad as it was on Sunday. My guess is the Dolphins run defense, not as bad as it was on Sunday. Because right there on paper, you're like, well, this is an obvious bounce back game for the Patriots run game. And it should be. You should be able to run the ball. Be- well, we got the offensive. But you see what they what just happened thing, with but, them against L.A. Um, it's like, OK, there's got to be a happy medium there. Yeah, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson has right. to run the ball better right. this week. He just has to. I know he contributed in the, the run after catch passing game. Um, on Sunday against the Eagles, but I think he has to run it better. Okay, so Mac Jones coming off sneaky, I think, um, positive momentum, at least in the public eye. I think people are higher on Mac Jones this week than they were a week ago, and than they were any (laughs) time last year probably, um, with a matchup against a solid defense with a decent pass rush, some veterans in the secondary, and Vic Fangio That's what doing I'm whatever he's going to do. So to, to, I like to kind of close that out. It's like Mac, Mac's whole thing is his, his brain, and he can understand and diagnose what a defense is doing. But can he really do it against yep. you know a, a Fangio defense that you know has all these this twists and turns in it? That's that's the part that I'm kind of interested interested to see is how re, he reacts to you know those types of things. Okay, I like it. So Cadlick's crucial clash number two. So we're still on the offense, um, but it's a more uh, more involved one, I guess. And I, look, I don't think these okay. these two guys are going to be matched up against each other um, every single play because the way Fangio runs his defense, you know, he'll flip corners back and forth. They'll um, run a zone. They run man. But it's Kendrick Bourne and it's Xavier Howard, uh, the cornerback for the Dolphins, because um, and as I wrote about on WEI.com, these two guys have sort of been thrown into their wide receiver one, cornerback one positions, respectively, um, really over the last like, you know, couple weeks to couple months because the Dolphins bring in Jalen Ramsey and then he goes out for four games on IR. So Howard now turns back into, you know, their guy, their number one corner. And Kendrick Bourne really was thought of as like the number three receiver for the Patriots all throughout spring and summer. And then. Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, turns into a dud. I don't know if his knee's actually going to explode, but he didn't look great on Sunday. And then Devontae Parker was out, and he's still nursing injury. So, um, ipso facto, Kendrick Bourne ends up as their leading receiver, two touchdowns on Sunday, and he looks really damn good. Um, So when these – 
Who told you? Yeah, I was, who told that you was that next on my point. Andy Hart, the Triple Crown. Yep. If we prorate his numbers right now, who's winning the Triple Crown for the Patriots? Uh, I. And I'm taking my victory so lap while I, I can I, after week I, one. I think if I remember the box <laughs> score correctly, he was tied for receptions with Ramondre and he was tied for yards with Henry. So, but he's there. Yes. He, he would. Yes. Exactly. And he had but the two there. touchdowns. So we'll give it to him. So um, both the, right. both those guys, okay. you know. And if he yeah. caught the ball better, right. he would have had more catches. Yeah. He actually had a few drops because he had, I want to say his six yes. catches came on 11 targets. He wasn't the most right. efficient of the receivers. Um, with the interception sort of a, a, a outlier based on the throw and the yeah. conditions. So these two guys there, but yeah, I'm taking yeah. my victory lap. Uh, these two guys, high expectations on the both of them. I'm curious to see when they do play against each other, how it sort of, you know, pans out. And um, for all of, um, I think, Kendrick Bourne's strengths, and I think he's a good receiver who has an opportunity to have a great season, um, maybe needed for the Patriots in the passing attack and Mac. Um Sometimes balls thrown in his direction end up intercepted. Yep. We certainly saw that on Sunday. And Xavier Howard is one right. of the best ball hawks in the NFL. The, the ball seems to find his hands, and when it finds his hands, he he hauls it in. Boatload of interceptions uh, in his career. And to me, you know, keep it simple, stupid football analysis. You lost last right. week because you turned the ball over, right? You, you gave them points. You ended up losing by five points. You don't give up any yep. of those points. You probably win the game. Your best receiver, their best corner, ball hawk, Mac, the whole thing. You talk about maybe some pressure, maybe a hurried throw, a harried throw here or there. So, yeah, I think it's certainly a significant matchup. It's not to say the Patriots passing game now flows right. through Kendrick Bourne or you have like the Bourne ratio where you're going <laughs> to yeah, get him right. his 10 targets a game. There's, there's, there's nothing of that because I still think this offense is probably going to ebb and flow week to week. And maybe this is a juju week. Maybe because I'm not, I'm not. Um, done with Juju Smith-Schuster. I was never that high, that high on him anyway. I think he's going to be Devontae Parker. I think there's going to be games where you're like, right. oh, he really helped us win today. But I don't think it'll be week in and week out. So he could be the guy on any given day. Um, and certainly the tight ends are still going to get their targets. Yeah, Hunter and Henry looked awesome. He was awesome game. on Sunday. So Tremendous. The, I mean, I have to say from July, whatever day we started out there, July, yeah. 20, he's the best Patriot. He's the most consistent, best Patriot from day one of practice throughout practice, everything he's been healthy. He's been out there. He's been catching the ball. Named everything the team has captain been good. as well. Um, even that team right. captain leadership and energy. I think he brings a pretty, he's not Kendrick right. born high, but he's also, no. there's no low. I feel like Henry is kind of positive and consistently positive, almost in the face of he reminds me of like what Jawan Bentley is on defense. Yeah, that that and and I'd say they're probably Henry's a better player, but they're similar players in that their upside right. is not Travis Kelsey and and freaking yeah. you know Mike Singletary. <laughs> like they're good players at their positions that will help you win football games and probably will rarely Correct. lead you to lose football games. Yeah. They're kind of in that middle tier of good players. Okay. So Kendrick Bourne, Xavier Howard, interesting matchup from a uh, Patriots perspective. Does Bourne continue to roll and kind of right. establish himself, or you know, is he a decoy? Or is he a roller coaster? Whatever happens, he could there, go for zero catches this week, like the same thing we saw last year. He absolutely, absolutely. So we will see. Okay, Cadillac's critical number clash three. number three. Uh, other side of the ball, uh, it's the probably the most important one, and it's going to be the most important matchup that any team who plays the Dolphins is going to have to face and it's Tyree Kill versus Jonathan Jones. Tyree Kill is 
insane, incredible. There's no way of stopping him. Um, but what the Patriots <laughs> have done <laughs> is mitigated that ever since he's been sort of come on the scene with yep. uh, Kansas City. And the way they do it is with Jonathan Jones. And Jonathan Jones, um, he's not the best cornerback in the league. He has, um, you know, he's he's never like, again, like we're talking about with Xavier Howard, he's not leading the league in interceptions and he's not out there, you know, banging heads every single week. But he's been consistent here and he's been consistent on Tyreek Hill. And the way they've done it, uh, generally is he's sort of one-on-one with Hill because he can run with them, and then they have some safety help over the top. That was always Devin McCourty, so I'll be interested to see what they use this time. Um, Jabril Peppers led the Patriots in free safety snaps on Sunday, so I'll be interested to see if Jones and Peppers can kind of mitigate that with Hill. Um, but the other wrinkle to this thing, um, and it's sort of how they how they are using Tyreek Hill um, last year versus this year. And it's, it's fascinating to me. And it's so simple talking about keep it simple, stupid football, um, that I'm surprised not more teams do this. Maybe they do. And it's just not as effective because it's with Tyree kill, but they're using this. Now it's like a short motion last year. They put them all the way across the formation, but now they're literally just three seconds before the ball is snapped. They're getting Tyree kill on a jog and getting him in motion. And he's just already like up to speed running down the sideline and they've done it just about every single play. They're using them in motion every single play. It, you're right. It, it yeah. seems overly simple. It's like Canadian football. Um, Jonathan Jones again, alluded it you, to like Canadian football. Ab- absolutely. I saw a lot of references to Canadian football in motion. And a lot of the stuff I saw was almost like basically wheel routes. The only route <laughs> right. he runs is basically a wheel route. It's just out of some motion at the snap where you're chasing or he's already up to speed. And I think I love it. Absolutely. Well, he's, he, he's not only the fastest player in the league. I think he's the quickest. I I swear somehow step one, he's running a four, two 40. It's like, he does not build up speed at all. Um, And just watching, you know, some of the cutups and the highlights that were making their rounds on social media, you know, everyone, they, they Mm -hmm. change it just enough. Like it's the same basic thing. It's almost like, you know, they tell you to hit a baseball, it doesn't matter what you're doing, moving around, you know, you have a pump or you, you lift it. But as long as you load, everybody gets to the same position yep. right at the, the pitch. He is doing all this crazy stuff, but it basically is the same thing yeah. when the ball is snapped. And it's challenging. It's again, he's great. You start with he's great. Forget right. the motion. Forget this. He's a great player, a great talent, a unique talent. Two is doing a good job of getting him the ball, not missing opportunities. That's another part of this. If he's open, right. make sure you get it to him. I know he had over 200 yards last week. Both of them actually had 19-plus yards per catch. All of the Dolphins receivers, from what I saw, except one, averaged over 14 yards a catch, yeah. I believe. Like They were making plays in the passing game. Obviously, the quarterback ended up with fourth right. most in the history of opening day, 460. Quick shout-out to Tua. Tua um, looks really good. It's challenging. Uh, I give Tua a lot of crap. Um, he does. But – but he, when he's healthy and when he's out there, he's accurate. Um, he can throw the deep ball. Um, yeah, no, hundred percent. They make it easy for like, him. You know, that's yeah, part of it. He has he's able weapons. to deliver. Right. And I mean, the quarterbacks in this game, I think are very similar. I, I personally don't believe either is elite. I think they're middling quarterbacks who, when you give them a good scheme, a good coordinator yep. and good weapons, they will take full advantage of it. And when you don't, you're challenged because they can't do it on their own. They're not enough sure. to lift the offense and just kind of get on my back, boys. I'll take you to the promised land. Not who they are. But the the thing I do find funny is this um, Jonathan Jones. It, this reminds me a little bit, and, and you may not remember this because he's a Jonathan Jones, better overall player, but Grant Williams, 
yeah, defending yeah. Giannis. And everybody's like, he defends Giannis better than anybody in the NBA. And it's like, does Jonathan Jones really cover Tyreek Hill better than anybody in the National Football League? And this isn't meant to be right. disrespected, Jonathan Jones, but like, so why isn't he the best corner? If he can cover the best receiver or one of the top five receivers in football better than anybody, why isn't Jonathan right. Jones the best receiver in uh, the best corner? No, it's a good point. And like, um, I was actually talking to uh, Taylor Kyles from CLNS Media the other day about this matchup. And he was kind of like, yeah, it's there. And the, the numbers aren't always there, but. There are times where Tyreek is open against John, Jonathan Jones. They just don't have the. They just don't get him the ball every single time. So, be interested to see right. how that you know. And, and that's right. that's a factor always. And also your perception, like going back to the offensive line. I thought the offensive line was good and competitive on opening day. If that had been my five man starting unit, I right. think I would have graded them differently. But I graded them on the curve of. Rookie making his NFL debut, rookie making his NFL debut, right tackle who's never played a snap exactly. for me in game action. And sort of, and I would say the same thing for Jonathan Jones. If I were paying him a hundred million dollars and his name was Sauce Gardner and I or, or Darrell Revis or whatever, I would have different expectations. But when he goes out there and competes at a really high level with a guy who's probably a superior right. player and talent, then you feel good about the matchup later. And the basic mm -hmm. thing is don't let him kill you. Okay. Tyreek might get his eight for 96 or, or whatever. Don't have a 47-yard touchdown in there. Don't have a right. game-changing big play in there. Hell, last year it wasn't Tyreek, but the big play they gave yep. up when Duggar and Bentley right before couldn't the make half. the tackle. Like, you can't – yeah, the GTFB, you know, you won't lose because of a 20-yard play. You might lose because of a 60, 70, or 80-yard play that finds them dancing in the end zone. So, um, I love this matchup. I think it's fun. I hope we get enough of it, you know, but the flip side of that is what I wanted to ask. Like, how do you, so are they going strict man, strict man coverage? And then he just has to chase him all over the field. I mean, that's, that's the quant, the, the, like, how do you make sure John right, Jones I know. is in that um, matchup? You kind of probably switch it up every once in a while, but I mean, Tyreek Hill's going to beat his own every single play because you got guys like you're, your defenders aren't up to speed when you're in zone because you're just kind of waiting for a guy to come at you. And then Tyree's going to boop, boop, see ya. So like, it's hard to play. When I started the matchup and I said, it's impossible to defend. You just started laughing because we're talking about a matchup and how you defend it. It's kind of like that because you know, you have right. him in man and he's going to beat you and you have him in zone and he's going to beat you. So it's more so just the mitigation of don't let him kill you. And whether it's in man, whether it's in zone, um, they'll probably throw a little bit of both at them, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be uh, a challenge, I'd say, for this team overall against Tyreek Hill because he's just that damn good. It is a challenge. It's a week two challenge of a team that I actually don't think is getting enough respect right now. I think the Miami Dolphins had one of the better wins in football last week going to L.A., beating a yeah. playoff contending, talented Chargers team in a shootout. They're kind of flying under the radar because everything else going on in the AFC East with the Jets and Aaron right. Rodgers and Josh Allen, even the Patriots going toe to toe with the Eagles. The whole thing, I think the Miami Dolphins are a good football team. And I think this is a challenge Tua. Against the Patriots has been up yeah, on he's college Miami in recent he's, years. Like, yeah, he's never lost. I'm never lost. Right. That Mac has not beaten Tua, his old buddy, and we get another uh, Oklahoma matchup. I know you've been wanting to talk to Mac about that. Yeah. Mac's not been <laughs> wanting to talk to you about that. He just likes. To, yeah. I don't actually play the quarterback. Me against the defense. That whole thing. Um, so let's boil it down. Sunday night football. All the eyes of the NFL will be there. Patriots offensive line situation will probably 
go down to the wire, probably be 100%. some game time decisions, 90 minute inactives blended in there. They're at home for the second straight week. They fought the good fight against the Eagles and yet they're 0 and 1, but people feel good about it somehow. Moral they're victories. What are we I doing? No. Um, moral victories. It's still September and a tough schedule. You might want to start picking up some real victories. So Mike Cadlick's crucial catches leads into Mike Cadlick's game prediction. What do we no see more on moral Sunday victories. night? We're going into a full victory Monday for the Patriots. I'm going to go take the over betting-wise. I think the Patriots are going to score points just like the Chargers did. And I think the Patriots will have a little bit of an answer for this Tua and Tyreek Hill thing with the, you know, the the Jonathan Jones matchup, what have you. I go 28-27 Patriots. A tight one. My prediction, my bold prediction is... A game-winning field goal from rookie Chad Ryland as time expires. Patriots win on Sunday Night Football. Nice. A week, a week after Bill <laughs> yeah. Belichick passed up a short field goal on fourth and three, and sort of people were saying, oh, Ryland's like Gostowski. You're going to limit his opportunities early. Yep. Mike Cadlick predicting Chad Ryland, the rookie kicker. I heard on Gresham Fourier with you two. Uh, if they don't trust him to, to kick a fourth and three from the 20, there's bigger fish to, fish to fry here. Yeah. I know. Yeah. What are we doing here? I mean, he's a kicker. You're not asking <laughs> right. him to do anything out of the normal other than his actual job that he's been yeah. preparing for his entire life and you drafted him for. So I like the storyline. I don't okay. know if I agree with the prediction. Uh, for my prediction, people will have to tune into the regular Six Rings and Football Things preview with myself and Nick Fitzy Stevens elsewhere on the Six Rings feed. Uh, be sure to rate, review, leave reviews for Cadillac's, Cadillac's crucial. Yeah. It would be better if it was Cadillac. Cadillac, yeah, you'd have a sponsorship. It'd be much, yeah. Can we tweet yeah, your name? Yeah. Do you mind changing? Yeah, we got to get sales to talk about Cadillac. Cadillac. Mike Cadillac. Cadillac. Uh, Cadillac's crucial clashes. catches uh, clashes. It's, it's I'm okay. struggling here at the end. Six rings and football things is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. And as I said, more Patriots, uh, Dolphins preview elsewhere in the Six Rings feed. He's Mike Cadlick. Go click on his stories on weei.com. We love the clicks as well as the listens. And looking forward to a fun football game in Foxborough on Sunday night. I can't end it. There we go.